Hey guys, it's Brittany. Welcome to another episode of the All My Favorite People podcast, where we have long form conversations and hear stories from people who are bringing truth, inspiration, and encouragement into the world. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Here we go. Hey guys, it's Brittany Jones. Welcome to another episode of the All My Favorite People podcast. With me today, I have my friends, Tracy Main and Crystal Cassidy. Hey ladies, how are you this morning? Hey, how's it going? Good morning. Good. So happy to have you here. I have just recently um, really started partnering with these ladies uh, here locally to just continue the work that needs to be done within the Christian community and just the local community um, as far as politics and just our faith are concerned. And so I've just really loved uh, getting to know you guys and working alongside of you and feel like sometimes you find those kindred spirits that have a like-minded mission and um, it's just been so, I don't know, great. Great, great's the word that comes to mind uh, to get to know you ladies and work alongside of you. So I'm really excited to have you on today so that you can share with everybody else um, all about your organization, Florida Patriots with Purpose. So thank you again for being here. If I'm going to actually start with you, Crystal, if you would share a little bit about yourself um, and then we'll hear from Tracy and then we'll talk more about Florida Patriots with Purpose. Sure. Yes, I'm Crystal Cassidy, um, one of the founding members of Florida Patriots with Purpose, um, which we've been, we formed our group um, early of last year, so around March of 2021. Um, By trade, I am a registered nurse, Um, currently not working. There's a whole story behind that. Um, Decided to take a break um, at the end of last year. And so right now I'm really just focusing on our group. And um, just ramping up for the midterms and helping out a lot of our local politicians in whatever way possible. So awesome. And you're a mama, right? I'm a mama. I have a seven year old daughter who goes to a local private school here in Orange County. Um, and then my husband, as well, is a uh, businessman in our county as well. So it's it's been great taking a step back from my career and just playing more of the um, stay at home mom role has been really great and beneficial to him and my daughter and it's uh it's it's a good time right now so I'm enjoying the the little sabbatical that I'm taking from my career so good love yeah. that Tracy tell us a little about about you so I'm Tracy Main um, I also am a nurse by trade I'm currently working waiting for the the husband and definitely forgot to give me the okay to take my sabbatical. Um, I have an eight-year-old son and he is very, very much into politics. He's he's like a 30-year-old man. So yes, he could probably run the country better than the current administration. That's awesome. Yeah. But uh, like Crystal said, we'd had our group um, right about a right about a year or so. Um, Mm -hmm. It was Crystal, myself, and then our two friends, Claudia and Melissa. Uh, We just, team together and started our, our Patriots group. But I'll let Crystal give you the, the details on how it formed. Yeah, I would love to hear that story. Um, so personally speaking, you know, after the 2020 election, I think a lot of us were taken by surprise with what happened with the results of that. And I really got discouraged. I um, was really expecting a different outcome as a lot of us were. And it was really disheartening to see what happened. Uh, shortly after, I believe it was in November of 2020, we went to a local um, Republican meeting in the area. 
Um, actually, I think Melissa and Tracy, they dragged me to it because I really just did not want to go. Yeah. Um, but I still went because I was fired up with everything. And that meeting particularly, there was a really phenomenal speaker. Her name is Sue Trombina. Trombino. Sue Trombino. I don't know if you know her, Brittany, but she has a really amazing organization called Women Impacting the Nation. She's based out of Boca Raton. And I believe she's been around for 12, 13 years. She's a powerhouse. She's a powerhouse, but she has a really similar story as similar to our story. Um, stay at home mom who just got fed up and wanted to make a change. So she started her organization and in the past 10, 12 years, she's really made a lot of strides, um, in politics, state politics, um, especially with pastors. And that's really where her heart is is talking to pastors, um, just really asking them the the tough questions of why aren't you involved in politics? Um, so she spoke that day, going back, she spoke that day at the meeting and I really just felt a connection with her. I was like, this lady is exactly what I'm feeling on the inside right now. Um, so walked away from that meeting, thought it was great, thought that she was great. Um, but you know, we kind of went back to our normal around a little. Yeah. We mulled around a little bit. We, we, Wanted to get more involved in politics and help make a change, especially for the 2022 midterms. Um, So literally, Florida Patriots with Purpose was birthed out of, I believe, Tracy, myself, and Melissa sitting at a local coffee shop one morning. And we were just like, we're we're fed up. We're tired of the same Republican narrative. Republicans, and not to bash the Republicans, because we're both registered Republicans, not to bash the establishment, but we're like, there's got to be something different than yeah. what, we, especially what we have in our, our area, because Orange County is predominantly blue for the most part. So we're yes. like, how can we really step up and make change, especially in the church? Mm. And so as we were sitting there at the coffee shop, we were like, well, why don't we just start our own group? You know, who's to say that we can't um, actually make change with our, within our circle of people? And that's really how our group was was born. So within, I don't know, like a month or two, we did everything that we were supposed to do. We got our P.O. box. We built a website. We um, had a logo made. Yeah. Uh, like the name itself really was birthed out of me just going to God and saying, God, I know that you've put this idea in my heart, this plan in my heart, what do you want to call our group? And this is the group name that he impressed upon me. And here we are a little over a year later. And that's, it's really great to see where the Lord has taken us. Um, You know, I would like to say that we're still evolving into what's still a baby. We're only a year old. We're only a year year old. Yeah. So we're, we're still, you know, evolving and where the Lord is, directing us and leading us is how we're going. Mm-hmm. Um, but in our short amount of time, we've had some really good meetings. Um, we had yeah. our first public meeting last August of 2021. Um, Representative Sabatini was our guest speaker for that night. And love him. Love him. He's, yeah. he's great. Yeah. Um, and, and then Willie. And Willie as well. Willie Montague, which, you know, they, they both are powerhouses yes. in our community and yeah. our government. Um, and then we've, you know, we've kind of involved in, or evolved it into each month. We'll do a different style meeting. So 
a different freedom or a different topic. Right. So we've talked about pro-life um, and we had Vicki Matthews from mm-hmm. Choices Women's Clinic and Drake um, Wirtz as well was one of our speakers for that meeting. Yes. We've also spoken about human trafficking and education, medical um, freedom, medical freedom, which was a, that was, that was our highest uh, attended event. That was Dr. Uphughes and mm-hmm. Nurse Aaron. Um, and it was, that was CPAC week too. So it was CPAC week. Yeah. yeah. So to have that high of an attendance during a busy CPAC week, I thought was definitely a, a blessing. Yeah. And sure. Confirmation we're going in the right direction. Yeah. And then, you know, especially for us, since we're registered nurses, you know, coming and leaving the hospital system for myself, I've got a lot of opinions about that. So <laughs> it, um, you know, that was an important meeting for us and it had great reception. Um, but, you know, most importantly, I always tell people that, you know, I, I don't do this for myself. You know, I'm, I'm doing it for the Lord, wherever he wants us to um, take this yes. is where I just want to give him all the glory. Yeah. Um, so if he told us to shut it down tomorrow, I would do that, yeah. you know, so I really want to be obedient with what he wants. And I don't think he wants us to shut this down by any means, yeah. but um, it's, uh, he's very much put it on our hearts. And I think the rest of our, our group's hearts that we're very much, if you see something and it's not getting fixed, you need to step in and fix it. Mm-hmm. So that's again, how the, the whole organization started. We saw all these, you know, Republican groups here and there, and nobody was really doing what we wanted to do. So we're like, oh, we'll just fix it and start our own thing. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason, too, why we have decided to stay nonpartisan. Mm-hmm. We don't want to identify as Republicans per se, because we really do want to reach out to the independent votes and even some maybe dem- uh, moderate Democrats mm-hmm. who have questions, um, because that's really important to us. You know, we... We, especially for my heart, I really want to make it a mission that, you know, to let the church know, especially to let pastors know that it's okay to talk about these issues. You know, politics has become such a dirty word, but as Christians and believers, we really should have a biblical worldview on how society and government should be ran. And the church has turned so far away from that. And so that's really my heart is that I don't want to be labeled as a Republican, but I want to be labeled as somebody as a Christian former foremost, who is steadfast and in following the Bible and um, upholding those principles that the word of God says. Okay. I'm like bursting. I'm so glad you guys are here today (laughs) because like, this is, as you all know, this is so my heart, so my heart too. And I, a couple things came to mind as you're talking. One is, you know, I started Christian Patriots of Central Florida um, just as like a Facebook group, a place at least where we could meet online. And this was like as COVID was happening um, over the course of those two years. And I, like you, just felt like, where is the church? Where are the pastors? Um, right. Why aren't we, why aren't we putting action to our faith? Right. And like, I, I get that, um, and I've said this before, but there's so much, there's so many lies built around the separation of church and state. And I think mm-hmm. yeah. been, it just, it has been a thing where pastors are afraid and they, and I know their 501c3s are attached to what they can and can't say. And so there's like, there's this so much built into that. Um, and so maybe there's, that's some reasons why, but I don't think yeah. that's an excuse in my opinion. Right. And no. I get, 
I'm not a pastor. I don't have to worry about shepherding, you know, a congregation. But as a congregant, as a person who sits in the in the pew every week, if you will, um, it did. It 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 started really bothering me. Why aren't we doing something? Um, right. And don't get me wrong. There's a lot of amazing churches in Orlando that are doing things in the community, whether that's you know food banks and clothing and you know a lot of tangible needs being met. But politics is like kind of that last frontier, right? Where pastors need to just be equipped with boldness to be able to say the things that need to be said in our current political climate. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. You know, like if you if I will just outrightly say it that, you know, the 501c3, since you did mention that, you know, the Johnson Amendment has such a stronghold on that. So I believe, like you said, whether pastors believe it or not, I really believe that there's really a spiritual tie to that. And and whether a pastor believes it or not, it kind of puts a muzzle over their mouth. Mm -hmm. You know, I will say just as a little plug for any pastors that may watch this or community leaders, there is an alternative to the 501c3 for the, um, for an IRX tax benefit. It's the 508C1A, which really isn't talked about too much, but it really does provide churches and Christian organizations the freedoms to speak out and not have any um, restriction restriction on their ministry um, because it doesn't have that Johnson Amendment tied to it. So that's just a little plug for that. So, yeah, so it's really, you know, it really provides churches and pastors to have no excuse to still be tied to that 501C3. Mm -hmm. Um, which is, which is pretty amazing, but, um, no, I agree that, you know, our, you know, it's 2022. Mm -hmm. And if you look back at history of the United States to see where we are today, you know, it really started with, you know, prayer being taken out of the Mm -hmm. school, public school system many years ago, and then Roe versus Wade was implemented. So people, you know, Christians want to be shocked with the state of our government and state of our culture, but but we've allowed it to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, the church and the Christians have been steadily silent all these years. So it should really come to no surprise that we are where we are today. And like Crystal said, if you look back through history, like even back to the revolution, the Black Robe Convention, I mean, the revolution pretty much took place because of pastors stepping in and stepping up and leading their flocks to where, you know, where they're supposed to be. So between the black robe convention and now, I don't know what went astray, but something has, has gone off the rails. Mm, yeah. yeah, I definitely agree. I worry that, you know, I was at the let us worship event just the other night here in Orlando and I was, was very happy to see the amount of people that were there. And I was, equally disappointed to see the amount of people that were there. Orlando is so huge. And um, I, I would hope that there are more of us than, than, you know, just several hundred here in the Central Florida area. And, and I think another thing that um, struck me was how few pastors came out to that event, how few of our political candidates came out to that event. Um, of course, Willie Montague was there. Well, I'm going to shout him out because he did show up. <laughs> yeah, and that's I, awesome. That. Um, and Nate Robertson was there too. Yeah, Nate so. and Willie. Yeah, Nate and Willie. Oh, that's right. Nate Robertson was there too. Yeah. Um, and the pastor from Nations Church here locally. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just, I think, you know, it's something that we've done in our, our home small group, which is just pray for our pastors. 
pray for an extra measure of boldness for them. I, as much as I will uh, point the finger and maybe call out the big C church, if you will, when they're not doing something right. Um, I also can't fathom being in that position. Um, and I, I, I know that there's a heavy weight to it and the pastors that want to do it and want to do it right. I can't imagine the amount of just strongholds and enemy attacks and just, you know, the enemy doesn't want to see us having these conversations. He absolutely doesn't want to see the church awaken. Are you kidding me? Like that's the last thing he wants. And he knows, I think that's why we're seeing all this ramp up of transgender ideology and abortion on demand and all of these like kind of crazy things that we're Mm -hmm. allowing in our society. I, I think it's because the enemy knows we're kind of at the, I think Sean even said it the other day, we're at the five yard line, right? Like as Christians, there has been this awakening. There has been this remnant rising that I I just keep hearing people use that term. And that's exactly what I felt God was, you know, laying on my heart. And so he, he feels that he feels us rising up and, and the enemy doesn't want that. And so it's, it's organizations like yours and, and just all the churches and all the community leaders coming together to be the hands and feet of Jesus to our community. That, I think, is really what's going to change change the game. And tons and tons and tons of prayer. We have to be bathing this. Our yeah. Prayer. Yeah, yeah, for absolutely. sure. No, I agree. You know, like I was thinking about our, you know, our, our Zoom call earlier this morning. And I always go back to Esther. I mean, the book of Esther is really popular right now. but you know. Esther chapter four, where Mordecai tells Esther, you know, the Lord is going to deliver his people, the Israelites, no matter what. However, you know, if you have been chosen for this moment, you know, and if if you don't step up and rise up, then you and your people will perish. You know, and I always think about that, you know, this is our moment, you know, in the world and, you know, the worldview is to laugh at us and say, well, that's just foolish, you know, like rise up for what? But, you know, 1 Peter 5, 8 says that the devil prowls around like a lion. So if you think about that, it's not saying that he is a lion, but the devil is like a lion. Mm -hmm. So that gives us a vantage point. You know, we can walk in authority and know that, yes, we can make a difference in our culture. Because just because the devil thinks he's a lion and he's trying to bring us down, he has no authority over us. So, you know, that I think that's my heart. And I know Tracy is more than likely as well. Yeah, that, you know, for the pastors and the community leaders who are scared to stand up and rise up, if you look at the statistics, the ones that are, you know, standing up for the alphabet community and for abortion and things like that, it's actually a really small percentage mm-hmm. um, when, when you really look at the statistics of who is a forerunner in that movement. Um, so what better opportunity for us as believers to rise up in boldness? Um, and really just make a difference, you know, and and like you, Brittany, I agree, you know, I'm not a pastor, Tracy's not a pastor, you know, we go to a a church in Winter Garden, Christ Chapel, our pastors are awesome, you know, and the burden that is on their heart to reach out to the community and shepherd their flock, but at the same time, you know, you've got the enemy attacking you every which way. I can't imagine that burden at all. Yeah. That's such a special calling. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have love and respect for pastors because yes. that's truly, that's truly an amazing calling. Mm-hmm. Something but, I'm not called to do. <laughs> yeah. 
But, you know, I, on the flip side of that, you know, I, I want more pastors to become bold, you know, because like Sean said the other, the other night, we are at the five yard line. You know, the devil does know that his time is running out at the end of my life. When I meet Jesus face to face, I want to know that I did as much as I possibly could with my life. Um, because our life is like a vapor. We're going to be here one moment and we're going to be gone the next. So as people may think I'm crazy, you know, we've, I've lost friends on Facebook and social media. Um, At one point in my career, when I was at the hospital, someone tried to get me fired, you know, just for standing up for what Mm -hmm. I believe in, Mm -hmm. but it's okay because I know that I'm right now remaining obedient to the Lord and what he wants me to do. And so be it try to get me fired. You know, it's, it's not going to change what the Lord has commissioned me to do. So yeah. In addition to getting the pastors involved, we really have to, and this again, goes back to why we don't want to be labeled as a Republican club. We Mm -hmm. have to, we have to just like God does, we have to meet people where they are. So we have to meet them with love, you know, no matter what their thoughts are, you know, whatever we have to meet them where they are, educate them on, you know, not even what's right and what's wrong. Just, just educate them on what's going on in the world. What not what the news is telling you. Like look around mm-hmm. with your own eyes. Talk to your neighbors. Just very get back to basics uh, type of communication with people, you know. And then I really yeah. think that if we start there, then the Lord will fill in any blanks we have, and you know, just kind of guide people where they're supposed to be. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So much of it, I think, right now, too, to your point, Tracy, is about community, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Bringing people together. I know I've said this a hundred times probably on the podcast, but COVID was really hard in the sense of it, it made us, you know, all move into an isolation mode to a certain degree. And, you know, some of us more than others, but there are still people who don't feel comfortable in gatherings and in community with others. And that breaks my heart. But I also feel like there's people like us who there has been an opening of your eyes over the last several years. And because of that, I think it's so important that we create community that is open to everyone and is for us because I think there isn't right now one kind of like central place uh, Mm -hmm. where we can gather per se. And so I love your organization because I feel like, Oh, that that's, that's an answer, right? That's an answer to a need, which is like, awakened Christians who, who enjoy one another's company can speak freely, right? Like there's something to be said for being in a room of like-minded people and being able to say something and know you're not alone. You don't sound crazy. Congratulations. Like we all agree with you for the most part, right? Um, And so just creating that level of community, I think is so important now, really more than ever. Yeah. yeah. And the silent majority is, it's real. I mean, I, I do, like you said, there weren't that many people that came the other night, but I really think that especially in central Florida, there's more of us than people realize. Mm-hmm. It's just getting them engaged, letting them know it's yeah. okay to speak out. It's, right. you know, it's okay to stand up. And I think the, um, the COVID lockdowns, especially like with all the mama bears kind of awakening, seeing what was going on in the public schools. I for think sure. that's been a huge awakening. Mm-hmm. Well, I, if we continue that momentum will be. For sure. Yeah. yeah. That was a big one for me. That's where my kind of involvement really happened. Um, I had Willie actually on the podcast January. I'll actually tell you guys a little backstory. His episode <laughs> was supposed to come out the week of January 6th. And because of January 6th, 
I was like, um, let's put a pause and like <laughs> put your episode out a little bit later because the world was like insane that day, right? Like, yeah. was like what even happened, right? So I had him on and I asked him point blank, like, what can people do who aren't necessarily like involved in politics, but they want to, you know, they maybe they do, maybe they want to get more involved in this. What do they do? And his answer was so simple. He was just like, show up, go oh, to yeah. events, go to rallies, go to school board meetings, go to these things. And, you know, I think with the podcast, it was one of those things where I felt like, gosh, I'm telling people to do these things. I have to be doing them myself. Right. And I'm sure you ladies feel that too. Like you have to be in alignment with what your message is too. And so it was starting to go to school board meetings and see with my own two eyes, what is really happening in my community. Um, And that was where my mama bear came out and where I started really, you know, knowing more and understanding more what the civic process looks like, what is really happening um, in our communities. And I think, again, the politics piece of it is, um, I think, and I'll speak for myself, like, I still don't know everything by any means, like for sure. Yeah. Throwing out bill numbers and I'm like, whoa, girl, good for you. Like, I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Um, Because it is important for us to know these things. And I think what's so great about organizations like yours, and then we'll talk a little bit about freedom keepers too, if if you guys are cool with that um, is a big piece of what they do is education because, you know, there's so much information. We live in this information age, but it's, it's overwhelming. And so they want to like, you know, CNN or whoever wants to constantly be telling us one thing. Um, but if you kind of look through some of these back channels, if you will, if you, if you know who to, who to follow, um, you can kind of get the real fun things. So, um, tell me a little bit about, um, I'm going to backtrack actually, because I don't know if I heard the story. Was there like, a catalyst? Was there a moment where you were like, I hear the Lord telling me to do this? Or like, was there a news story that broke out that made you like, oh my gosh, I have to? It, for me, it was a combination of things and it just, it all came together. We, Like Crystal said, we were at the coffee shop and like all of the things that we had been hearing and thinking and praying and had been on our hearts they all just kind of manifested all at the same time for me. Um, so there wasn't one specific thing, but politics and government is, is a passion of mine. And, you know, I think I should have done that instead of nursing for the past 20 years, but um, <laughs> should have went to law school. Should have like, gone yeah, to law school. Like it felt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll say for myself, you know, I grew up in a Christian conservative home. When I turned to 18, I registered as a Republican because that's what I thought I should do. <laughs> So for the most of my young adult life, I would just vote straight down the Republican ticket because, you know, for the most part, those people align with what values I have. But beyond that, I wasn't really interested in politics, nothing like that. You know, come 2016 or right before when Donald Trump is uh, running for his presidency was really, I believe, the spark happened in my husband before it happened in me. He had had always kind of been involved in like reading the news and looking at politics, but something sparked inside of him. And then probably about a year later, I was like, okay, for some reason, I'm more interested in this. And it was, I knew it was from the Lord because prior to that, I have a medical background. That's what I know. That's what I did. Politics was of no interest to me at all. Um, 
can't but, imagine that. <laughs> I know you wouldn't know that now looking at me. But um, the Lord, you know, during Donald Trump's presidency, I believe it was just the Lord sparking that fire in my heart more and more and more. And, um, you know, when we sat down at that coffee shop moment, mm-hmm. it literally, it was a God thing yeah. because I don't know who said it first. It might've been me. It might've been you. It was no words coming out of our mouth of why don't we start our own group? Literally just like word vomit. Yeah, we, we sat back and we're like, you know what? That's a great idea. Why don't we do it? And, um, as a matter of fact, too, that day, Sue Trombino, going back to that Republican meeting that we had been to a few months before, I had her business card and I shot her a text message and I was like, hey, I met you back in November. I was like, I would love to pick your brain and um, get to know you a little better and talk to you. Here we are. I think within, yeah, within five hours later, she's like, call me. And I was really shocked. I was like, man, this is crazy. Like, I I I found it. Yeah, I was like, she doesn't know me, but she wants to talk to me. And so I talked to her on the phone for an over an hour that afternoon, you know, just telling her like, man, you know, I have this idea, I want to start a group, but I don't know if we should be kind of a part of like a Republican group and all Mm -hmm. that. And Sue was like, just stop for a minute. She's like, what is the Lord telling you to do? Why do you feel like you need to be tied to some other group? She's like, look what I've done. She's like, it's possible. Just start your group. Do what the Lord is telling you. Yes. And yeah, and that's really where, you know, it came out of. And um, it's it's been great. So I wouldn't say that there was one specific, um, sorry, I've got my cat. Ooh, new cats on the podcast, you guys. We had a cat on the podcast last week. Oh, how funny. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so she's I, a Republican cat. Republican, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say that, you know, there was a specific moment, but it was yeah. just a matter of a few years of the Lord putting a fire in my belly and a boldness that I just really did not know where, where it came from other than the Holy Spirit. And and here I am, you know, the Lord, I'll... I'll be honest, the Lord told me to resign from my nursing job back in October of 2020. It took a little over the year to actually get to that point. So in December of 2021, I stepped down. Um, and I still don't know where and how that's going to, what the next step is. I don't know how that's going to play out. But I knew that the Lord wanted me to quit my career to step into the political realm some way, somehow. So yeah, we'll, we'll see what's next, but I have ideas, but I have to talk her into <laughs> ideas, which are great. Ideas are great. Full disclaimer. I, after I was old enough to vote, I was a Democrat. Like I loved Hillary. I voted for Hillary. I complete 360 total, total awakening. So what yeah. was your moment? What changed it for you? I think the older that you get, the more taxes you pay, the more freedoms and things that you start to to realize you've taken for granted your whole life, then you start to realize, oh my God, I don't align with the Democrats at all. So mm-hmm. Democrats, if you're out there, there's 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 hope, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> there is. Absolutely. I've seen so many people this year, especially I think this year, um, realize that the Democrat Party no longer represents them. Um, and there's people who would never in a million years vote Republican who are actually considering voting Republican this year. To you, I say, do it, okay? Um, (laughs) Just do it. But I love it, ladies. Um, 
because of your medical background, which I actually didn't know that about either of you until we just sat down. So that's fantastic. I have family in the medical industry as well. And I know that they've struggled in just, um, you know, I guess morally, maybe the right term here to use in the sense of, um, do I stay or do I go right? Like, am I really doing in my daily work, what I envisioned as far as helping people. And, um, I know so many nurses and so many people in the medical field have just such a huge heart for helping people, their servant hearts, you know? Um, and I feel like over the last couple of years that really in a sense got taken advantage of, um, and they were, um, that was used almost against a lot of people in the medical industry to coerce them to do things that they were not comfortable doing. Did either of you, was it, was it a mandate that kind of forced your hand, if you will? I have not worked bedside. I actually work in the, um, the commercial clinical side of things. So I'm not, I haven't been bedside for a while. I've been a nurse for 20, almost 21 years. Um, so I don't have the maybe day-to-day choices that some of the bedside nurses have. And I, I applaud them for everything that they do. And I thank God I'm not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but personally, I think that there are other ways I can be of help to people instead of in nursing, maybe more in the political realm, the governmental realm, that type of thing. Um, but definitely a lot of nurses have had to make some really difficult choices. And I, I do not envy them at all. Mm-hmm. Well, even with your company, though, mm-hmm. you they, oh, yeah. they required the... And so Tracy had to make a decision yeah. as well and turn in an exemption yeah. and go that whole route mm-hmm. yeah. for a stay-at-home nurse. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the logic in that is... I'm not bedside. I don't see patients. If but. someone can explain that to me, I'd appreciate it. So I've been asking that question for over two years now, and it still hasn't been yeah. properly answered. The All My Favorite People podcast is proudly sponsored by Peace Love T-Shirts. Go to peacelovetshirt.com to see the entire All My Favorite People collection of shirts, hats, and bags. While you're there, check out the other collections from our collaborators like Healing and Hope, The Controversy, and Ink Happy. Go to peacelovetshirt.com and use code FAVORITE for $5 off your first order. I worked for a one of the larger organizations, hospital systems here in Central Florida. Um, I had been with them for almost 15 years. And so to see, to, you know, start out as a nurse, I I originally worked in the ER and made my way into surgery. And that's where I ended up before I, well, I almost said retired. (laughs) Honestly, I did retire. (laughs) I worked in the OR. So um, when COVID did hit, I I didn't see as much as, you know, the ER nurses or the bedside nurses were seeing. We did obviously get COVID patients. Um, I worked in orthopedic surgery and that's, that, that place is always busy. You're going to get all different types of walks of life there. Um, but the system that I did work for, they were mandating it. Um, I am all about personal freedom and medical choice. I, I will tell people, and I have said this from the beginning, I am not against vaccines. No. Um, I will say that the more research that I've done, I have different opinions now on vaccines than I did even two years ago. But I do believe that if you do your research and you believe that a vaccine 
fits your life, then by all means, yes. get it. I don't want to demonize anything because I believe that we all have free will. We're definitely not anti-vaxxers. Yeah. We're education vaxxers. We're just, I'm, I'm pro-choice, if you yeah. want to call it that, for medical freedom. Yeah. Um, so my hospital system was trying to mandate it. I knew right off the get-go that I was never going to do it. Um, and you want to roll out a vaccine and not even do testing on it, true authentic testing, then I'm, I'm, I want to wait. I want to see what happens to everyone who gets it. And it came down to the wire where, um, you know, they had the hospital system had given us a certain date in December that we were supposed to receive it by or file for a medical or religious exemption. And the hospital was very adamant that they did not want us to include politics into that exemption. Um, as a believer and a Christian, I could have easily gone the religious exemption route, but as a fiery, bold, <laughs> fed up American who knows that I've got rights and who knows that the U.S. Constitution is backing me up, I was like, I should not have to file an exemption as a United States citizen to ask the hospital to not make me get a vaccine. Yep. So true to form, I did not even file for an exemption. And right around that time is when the uh, U.S. federal judge placed the injunction on Biden's mandate and put a halt to that, um, which my hospital system actually waited a couple days to rescind their mandate. And um, I was very, very close to calling Liberty Council. I had actually gone up the ladder a little bit and got a phone number. And I um, was getting ready to call them the next day and say, hey, just so you know, in your community, there's a hospital system that's not obeying the injunction lo and behold though the hospital system that afternoon said that they were lifting the mandate I was a little bummed I'm not gonna lie I was ready to uh, play with some fire there and <laughs> and uh, bring some justice or help bring some justice but it's you know it really COVID did an amazing work on our country mm -hmm. because it really showed if you look at the history of our medical institution in the United States how far back it goes to the 40s and 50s and the players who had a big hand in that informing what our medical medical schools mm -hmm. and how our doctors and nurses should be trained and big pharma and factoring all that in. It's very, um, it's pretty, it's very indoctrinated, which before COVID, I'll be honest, I had no idea how, no. how deep and corrupt no. our um, science was science and medicine was medicine. Right. And I never in a million years would have no. believed that the government was playing us like that. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was very eye opening. So I, I, you know, people ask me like, oh, well, you, you quit your job because you didn't want to take the vaccine. It's really not true because I was sticking my guns. It was really the Lord just saying you're done there. And so I know that seems kind of a cop out to some people, but that really is the truth because I was prepared to not, I, I went as far as staying there and uh, refusing to do even the exemptions. And, um, you know, it's, it's sad though, because a lot of the people, especially in my unit, there were only a handful of us that chose not to get the vaccine. Mm -hmm. um, the hospital was incentivizing and really coercing people shaming. I mean, it was going into work and getting our emails was like just turning on CNN. It was really sad to see that they had adopted the same narrative that the CDC was pushing. And I'm like, this is not medicine. Um, freedom, freedom. And that again has changed what five times since then. Oh like yeah. The CDC guys. Yeah. And, it's ever evolving. And it's, yeah. Um, but the freedom of choice is, is you know, gone. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's sad that nurses 
and medical staff were really worked hard when COVID first came out and then ultimately were forced to get the jab. And, yeah. you know, thankfully we live in Florida. We have the greatest governor in the world. Yes, so, we do. Um, but you know, there still were incidences of different mm-hmm. systems and companies, even in Florida that were firing medical staff because they wouldn't get the vaccine. Right. Um, so that's why we brought in nurse Erin, Erin Malone. She actually lives over on the West coast and we absolutely love her. Um, amazing story of how she went to New York city at the height of the pandemic and all of the exposed so much she did yeah all of the negligence and fraud Mm -hmm. that was happening and she went undercover to expose it and so she's still fighting to get her story heard yeah which is you know it's it's heartbreaking that she can no longer be a nurse first of all because no one wants to hire her um, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's really important that her story mm-hmm. and the stories of other nurses, their stories get traction because, yeah, cause you, you know, especially Erin, like she was, um, she's a veteran, so she's mm-hmm. done nothing but serve people, you know, her entire life. And then she exposes something in the attempts to get the truth out there and people try to destroy her, you know, and that's, yeah. that's what has to have an end, you know, everybody needs to have access to truth not your truth my truth but the truth yes could not agree more well i think this takes us perfectly into florida freedom keepers and our new beautiful partnership that we are embarking on here in orange county um here coming up soon guys uh it's actually this monday which is may 23rd um from 7 to 9 p.m in baldwin park we're going to be hosting, it'll be Florida Freedom Keepers Orange County in cahoots with Florida Patriots with Purpose. We are joining forces and hosting um, a town hall. It's going to be like a speed dating meet and greet style event where you're going to get to meet 22 different local candidates that are running for school board, Congress, Florida House. They're all going to be in the same space. We get to kind of move along and meet everyone and get to ask them your questions and hear a little bit about their platform. And then I think we'll have a little bit of time afterwards for you guys to just mix and mingle and chat. So I'm super excited about that. Um, You can go to flfreedomkeepers.org and see the events tab and you can sign up to register. It's free. Bring your mom, bring your friends, bring your neighbor. Um, It's going to be really fun. So, but I love that we're partnering together because like I said, I didn't even know you guys were nurses, like former nurses. So I'm like loving that, that God is so cool. Right. I say that all the time. God's so cool how he just brings people together and makes those connections. Um, But talk to me a little bit about uh, your kind of thoughts on freedom keepers and what they've been doing in Florida, because, um, and, and I'll share mine really quick is. A lot of you know that my son is vaccine injured. Um, He's on the autism spectrum and Florida Freedom Keepers was kind of like that moment for me when I saw their, their Facebook page and kind of got more involved in their community. It was like the sigh of relief for me that these people aren't going to think I'm crazy. They, I know I'm not alone in this community. Not only are they, do they believe me, but there's they give information and there's support and there's education around, around um, just medical freedom. And to your point, Crystal, like freedom keepers is very big on not saying you shouldn't do this or you should do that. It is about informed 
consent, true informed consent, and educating people. So talk to me a little bit about what your experience has been with Florida Freedom Keepers and just kind of like what you guys think of the amazing organization. Well, I've, I've seen a couple of things from Florida Freedom Keepers. Um, you know, our last event was, was co-hosted and was pretty successful um, where we had the school board candidates and, you know, some of the other candidates come. Um, I do, I do like and agree with them. I think we're in the same mindset about, you know, educating people, educating people so they can make their own decision. You know, we're not here, you know, shaking our finger at you, telling you don't get vaccinated, don't do this, vote for this person. You know, we're simply laying out the facts and letting people make their own truly informed decisions. So that's, that's a, a big, a big thing for me. And that's something I definitely applaud Florida Freedom Keepers for. Yeah, for sure. Um, Cause you know, like, I probably really didn't even know about the Freedom Keepers until after COVID hit. Okay. Um, so obviously that really elevated their platform. But I think it's great, like Tracy said, to have a nonpartisan organization that will lay out the facts, that they're not trying to force somebody's opinion to, you know, vax right. or not vax or do this treatment or not do this treatment. But that's really similarly where our hearts are at, too, is that we want to lay out the facts for you. Mm-hmm. And that way you can have informed consent. Um, because the last thing that I want is for a bunch of sheep following us around and, you know, us <laughs> telling them what to do. And so like the freedom keepers, you know, mm-hmm. that's really our heart is that we don't want to tell you what to do, but we want to tell you our experience and, you know, these are the facts, right. um, you know, knowledge is power, make your own decisions right. and question everything, mm-hmm. you know, why does the FDA regulate so much? Why do they, why are they not held liable? Um, for vaccines and treatments. You know, those are really simple, logical questions that we can have people honestly evaluate and ask themselves. And at the end of the day, if you want to move forward with vaccines, then so be it. You know, I will never shame somebody for mm-hmm. for doing one treatment over the other. Yeah. But I, I do want to make sure that you understand the risks mm-hmm. involved or what this can do for you. Right. And it's, yeah, it's, it's great. It's really encouraging to see that there are organizations that are willing to make a stand who um, know that they will receive hate, but you know, they would like them and like us, we don't care, you know, yeah. it's okay because we know what we stand on mm-hmm. and we're willing to fight for it. And we're willing to fight for our children so right. that when they grow up, they can carry on this legacy and they know that it's okay to just question everything. Yeah. They're actually encouraged to question everything. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. So funny. They- I feel like that's like the opposite of how we were raised maybe as like, Oh, oh yeah. 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 It was that's like, all. I said, I said, so that's why yes, I said so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> even for the longest time until I really woke up, you know, just yeah. a few years ago. I never really questioned anything. No, you know, you're you never told, question your parents. Yeah, you don't question your parents. <laughs> your teachers. You don't question the media. You know, whatever you're told is the truth. And there's no need to question because the government loves us and the media loves us and it is what it is. But how funny that that's completely not true. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I love, Crystal, too, back to what you were saying earlier about refusing to do the exemptions at all. Like, that is... classic freedom keeper, like movement right there. I mean, there shouldn't be exemptions really at all. Like you shouldn't have to say, here's Mm -hmm. a piece of paper that I'm going to tell the government that I'm saying, no, thank you. Like religious or non-religious, 
we are free beings with so- that are sovereign with free will given to us by our creator. Exactly. And yes. You know, helped out by the constitution, of course. Um, that's what underpins that. But at the same time, like an exemption in theory is really the government saying everybody's going to do it and you can opt out if you want to. Kind of right. the same thing we're yeah. seeing in a lot of the schools with the like the interesting, not so great things that are happening in the schools. So, you know, I know that Freedom Keepers as an organization has um, a very strong opinion on that in the sense that really in, in a lot of these bills and in a lot of these laws, there shouldn't be exemption language. Um, that should be removed actually completely because any person's word by saying no, right? It works for consent. Why doesn't it work? Why doesn't it work for things like that? Um, exactly. Like, no is you a permission slip. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Right. So I just, I love you girls. I appreciate your boldness. I appreciate your, we don't care if we get attacked. <laughs> like us or defriend us on Facebook or wherever. You know, I've experienced a lot of the same things and, um, it sounds to me in, in that way that we're very similar that we know what God has laid on our hearts. We know what he's called us to. Our foundation is firm in him and him alone. I can yeah. tell you going back to the beginning of our conversation, how, you know, 20, uh, this last election didn't go the way that we anticipated. I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, I actually had a, a, a really hard day on inauguration day, which I feel like a Hillary supporter when I say that, (laughs) but it was a rough moment when I realized that this is happening. Like this is actually happening. Um, And I remember just like being really upset and crying. I I sound so ridiculous, but I'm going to tell you guys the real, the real deal. I was was really sad. I was crying. My husband just looked at me and he was like, I get it. Take all the time you need, but like, you know, process it it'll be okay. Like we'll get, we'll get through this. Right. Um, and I remember in that moment and it really is that hold every thought captive and to the obedience of Christ. I had a moment literally right then and there where I said, Nope, I can control. I'm in control of my own emotions. My emotions are not in control of me. And you know, you see, it's very, it's very cliche, but it's like, no matter who is president, Jesus is King. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But in that moment, yeah. that was like, that was real. That was a real statement to me. I realized that maybe part of my hope had been in Donald Trump. Maybe part sure. of my hope had been in, you know, this person that's going to come and rescue America and like save the day. And to have kind of that moment of reality where that's not happening. Um, it really forced my hand, if you will, to realize that Jesus God, my relationship with God, the Holy Spirit, that's it. No man, no pastor, no politician. I cannot put my faith in any of them. My faith has to be in Christ alone. And so I love that God is raising us up. I especially love that that he's raising up all these like powerful women. Uh, You know, I'm a woman supporting women kind of person. Um, just by nature. And so it just, it spurs me on, it encourages me to see you ladies doing what you're doing. Um, Again, just knowing that I'm not alone and knowing that, you know, there are people right here in my own community that feel the same way I do, that think similarly to me. We aren't all going to think as a monolith every time, 
but we think similarly. And at the end of the day, our hope is in Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's just been beautiful to watch him bring all of us really together. I'm just so encouraged and, and inspired by what you, you ladies are doing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to go back real quick to what you said about, you know, Donald Trump losing and everything like that. I think we all went through that really tough moment. Um, I know for me, it was right after the election. And I remember clear as day, this was just brought back to my memory. I was sitting at work and I was just really bummed out. You know, I believe this was probably right after it was called that the other guy had won, well, won. (laughs) And, you know, I really felt the Lord say, like, you know, take your time to mourn. It's okay. You know, this is upsetting. However, you know, the Lord told me that, you know, the United States is really in its Lazarus moment, Mm -hmm. you know, and we all know this. Well, believers know that Lazarus was a friend of Jesus who died and Jesus knew he was dying, but Jesus didn't go to him right away. And the reason was, is that he raised Lazarus from the grave. And then, you know, God got all the glory in that situation. And I really felt the Lord say that, you know, the U.S. is in its Lazarus moment, Mm -hmm. that right now it looks bleak and dark. And, you know, we wake up in the morning and we're like, man, I can't get any worse than yesterday. And then we're proven wrong. But, you know, my husband, Nate, who is a big part of our group as well, you know, he really believes that, you know, it had to get this bad in order for people to wake up. Exactly which, you know, is becoming more and more evident every day. And I'm like, man, Nate, like, I don't know, like, how much worse can it get? And Nate and all his optimistic glory is like, he's like, it's going to get worse. And I'm like, I really hope, you know, for for our sake, it doesn't completely go into full on communism, because I feel like that's the direction we're heading. I know that's the direction that they're wanting to bring us. But I really at the end of the day, though, I really believe that God is going to get all the glory in um, in this moment. You know, I'm a firm believer that Roe versus Wade will be overturned. Um, you know, Nate, speaking for him, he really believes in his heart that because Roe versus Wade turns 50 years old next January, I believe it's January 7th, um, it'll be 50 years old. And he really believes that the Holy Spirit told him that it'll be overturned before its 50th birthday. Mm. So we're really just praying and believing that that is going to be overturned. But, you know, when it does get overturned, it's really going to be time for the church to step up, you know, and that's really our heart that pastors and churches and believers will realize that this is our time to rise up and and be the light to the community because people are really hungry, you know, whether they admit it or not, they're searching for truth. And so that's the mission of our group is to really just be the light. You know, we want to educate people on different topics at the end of the day to show the love of Jesus to the community and let them know that, you know, we come from all different walks of life and all backgrounds or different backgrounds, different denominations, but it's okay because we have, you know, Jesus in our heart and that's our mission is to share his love and to shine his love and his light into government because we believe that's important for that the church that transcends party lines. So, right. That transcends party lines because there's a lot of bad players in the Republican mm-hmm. party too. Let's be honest. Um, and you know, I will admit that up and down every day. It's good versus evil. Now it's not even Democrat. versus yeah. Republican. Just, I mean, we're in a spiritual battle. Let's be honest. This isn't a political battle at this point. This is spiritual. The enemy is after our children. All you have to do is look on the, you know, turn on the news and you will see that the enemy is after our children. Um, and, if people can't unite and get on board with that, I don't know what else will wake you up. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's important that pastors, believers wake up because sure. the Lord is coming back and the enemy is going to do everything in his power 
to make sure that the church stays asleep because it's been asleep for so long. So that's really my passion. I think that's where my boldness comes from too. I I just, I don't care anymore who I offend, you know, because if I'm speaking the truth and the love of the truth and the love of Jesus, as long as it's biblically aligned, I will proudly, Mm -hmm. proudly speak out. Yes. I will take that persecution and I'm with you, girl. I, I got to a point maybe a handful of months ago where I just, everything was, well, you know, if God's for me, who can be against me? Like literally, yeah. literally, like that's just the mode that I live in now. And we've had people attack us. We've had people, you know, say nasty things about our business and and, and us personally, but I don't know. I've always, James uh, has always been my life verse. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And I'm like, heck yes, give me the trials because I want wisdom. I want want to be able to persevere. So ladies, so much for your time this morning. Thank you. you. This is great. I appreciate it. You were like, we can talk. We can fill the time. <laughs> another hour. Oh yeah, we could easily go another hour. So yeah, we won't. But <laughs> Monday, come see us on Monday. We will be in Baldwin Park from seven to nine at Grace Hopper Hall, and um, come meet these amazing candidates. We've vetted every single one of these candidates. They are all on board as far as medical freedom is concerned, which is huge, especially here in Florida. We can't sit back and think because we have Ron DeSantis that this fight is over. It is not over. He can be gone at any moment and we would have to kind of start over. So we need to get lots of medically freedom minded and Christian patriot people in office to, um, to represent us. Because like you said, Tracy, we aren't just this little silent minority anymore. We are the silent majority. Mm -hmm. And I think August 23rd in the primaries, we just need to make our voices so loud and so heard. So come on out this Monday. We'll see you guys there. Ladies, thank you so much for your time. I do appreciate it. I will see you guys Monday. Bye. Thanks. Hey guys, thanks so much for watching today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it please make sure to like and subscribe to this channel and hit the little notification bell so you know every time I post something new. Of course, check out Peace Love t-shirts as well. That's where you can get all of your All My Favorite People merch. And I'd love it if you also left me a review. Thanks for tuning in and I hope to see you next time. I will make your name famous from now on so people will praise you forever and ever. Psalm 45, 17. If you liked today's episode, and want more info, check out lifejesusstyle.com and hashtag lifejesusstyle on social media.